Green Team Academy podcast, episode 49, 2019 Earth Week Virtual Summit. Hey, are you ready to make a positive impact for the planet? If so, then you're in the right place. My name is Joan Gregerson, and I am an eco-nut. Thanks for joining me today, and don't forget to head over to the greenteamacademy.com website to pick up plenty of other resources to help you on your way. And with that, let's get started. Hey, Green Team, what's up? It's Joan Gregerson here, founder of Green Team Academy, and I am so happy to be back with you again with the Green Team Academy podcast. I took a major detour over the past few months uh, where I started this Earth Week virtual summit, and because I was just uh, so overwhelmed with that, I didn't take another minute to hop back on the podcast and let you know what all was going on. So I wanted to do that. I also want to let you know that the podcast is also going to be available on YouTube. So there's a new channel, Green Team Academy, so you can find it and watch it on YouTube so you can see the video as well. All right. So thank you so much for hanging in there. So happy to be hanging out again with you today. And first, I just want to tell you why I decided to do this Earth Week virtual summit. Um, so, you know, one of the things that I have learned over my time of being so passionate about the environment, but seeing so little get done, is that, that what is going to make the difference is individual people getting together and that that is the way that we can make a difference and that we can feel better. And so what I did was I, I put a call out and I just decided to do this in the beginning of March, which is kind of crazy because most people recommend six to nine months um, or a year to plan a virtual summit. Um, but I saw Earth Day was coming up and I thought, you know, I need to do something. I don't want to let another year go by. Um, so I, I put a call out at the beginning of March for people that might be interested. And I, I went out and um, specifically asked some folks as well and ended up with 24 sessions. And each of these is a story from a, a community leader or an expert in their field that is sharing um, a solution. They're sharing something really important of a way that we can all make a difference. So it's everything from retirees in lunchrooms to, to mapping experts. Um, so all kinds of, all kinds of amazing topics out there. And what I decided to do was go ahead and make that available to people who weren't able to join it during earth week. So it went live from April 22nd to April 28th. And during that time, people were able to, to hop on there and access everything for free for a total of 10 days. And so now it's in the stage after that. So um, even though you weren't able to watch it all then, it's still all available. And so that's what I want to show you. And then also put a note on your calendar to get ready for Earth Week Summit for 2020. So... Let me go ahead and uh, if you're watching this on YouTube, you'll be able to see the video. And um, so 
the way it's set up is that there's seven days of sessions. And so day one was the power of music. And so if you decide to to buy this, I'll show you also inside the membership area where all the videos and everything is all loaded up. Um, but okay, so day one is the power of music. And we had three speakers. The first is Michelle Romero. She's the national director of Green for All. And this is one of those people I reached out to specifically because I'm such a big fan of what Green for All does in the environmental justice area. And um, so she was talking about this movie, this music video that they helped produce with um, big picture anthems where they did a national talent search and had people um, in communities of color, people affected by air pollution, talk about what that's meant for their lives. And so this, their um, campaign fuel change is to help get cleaner vehicles in these low-income communities, communities of color, and figuring out ways to make the, the price of those electric vehicles um, affordable for all as well. So that's a, that's a really cool story. I think you'll like that. Um, the next one, Lori Goldman is with the Climate Music Project. And from the moment I heard about climate music, I've been wanting to know more. And so that's what, what Lori and I talk about is this project, this nonprofit, and what they do is they, they do a collaboration of climate scientists and musicians, composers, and they compose and then perform music that, that demonstrates what's happening with the climate as well as the urgency, the urgency to act. And so that's, that's a really innovative approach, and it follows along that with this power of music. And the next is Lori Dameron, and Lori and I have become friends through this environmental work over the years, and she's demonstrating as an individual and an individual musician what you can do. And so she has a, a performance that she does that's called Spaceship Earth, What Can I Do?, and so she talks about how she came up with that and how she goes out there and uses music to, to spread the word. The next day is day two, Waste Not, Want Not. And there are three sessions here. The first is with Luke Stommer of ARC Thrift Stores. And I met Luke in another meeting where we were talking about uh, what was going on in Denver around sustainability. And they just got awarded um, an award from the city of Denver as a, a pillar of sustainability in our community. And one of the reasons is that ARC is the third largest recycler in Colorado in our state, even though they don't have a, a traditional recycling facility. So how are they doing that? Is They're doing that through thrifting. And so he talks about how if we can change our mindset, because 85% of textiles ends up in landfill, which is crazy. And so Luke talks about how there are a lot more things that can be recycled through thrifting than you would think about. So it's that's a fascinating topic. Next up, again, this is the waste not, want not topic. This is Michael Foreman with Pure Love Sustainability, Inc. And Michael tells a story about how he and his friends um, were trying to demonstrate how living more in connection with nature 
was better than get getting caught up in kind of the corporate overworking um, pressure high pressure world or culture and so they had this idea of starting some kind of community garden community farm but the thing is none of them had grown anything so they had no background whatsoever to do this and so he tells the story how they put this intention out and found this piece of property which ended up they ended up finding out it had been an illegal garbage dump and so it's the story of them starting with this idea and how it came to fruition and how it went on to change their lives in in their careers that they chose so um that's the michael foreman with pure love sustainability inc the next story is sandy weathers and andrea guajardo from Zero Waste Services. And these are two women in Colorado, in Lakewood, Colorado, that are starting a Latina-led community enterprise um, to provide zero waste services to the community. And so it's, I love how they're working on all different levels. They're, they're doing um, community events, especially to engage the Latina population, but then they're also, um, providing services for a big huge festival with over a hundred thousand people but their long-term plan is that they want to own and operate um, waste diversion facilities like um, something where they could offer composting to the city so that's a and they're they're like really working hard to in nonprofit management and uh, very diligent and thorough people. So if you're wondering about starting a nonprofit, doing some big stuff, they, they would be, um, that'd be a good one to watch. Next up on day three is food, health, and community. And that we have three topics here. And it's funny because when people were signing up for the summit, a lot of times, first thing they did was watch the food um, topics and all of them said, oh man, they were so great. So there's three different approaches. Beverly Grant is the founder of the Mo Better Green Marketplace. And she is incredible. She, after watching the movie Food Inc., she realized that, wow, we don't even know where our food is coming from, what is being done to it. And at the same time that her communities, Northeast Denver, in Northeast Denver, communities of color um, were basically food deserts and also food swamps. So a food swamp means that there's there are convenience stores and fast foods and liquor store, but but not healthy, nutritious food. And so she started um, two marketplaces. And so those are really cool to hear about how she tailored it for the community, worked with the community to see what they wanted. Um, so that's Beverly Grant. Next up is Brad Allen Rubendale, the So All May Eat Cafe. It's also called The Same Cafe. And what <laughs> this was so impressive to me. I now volunteer there at Same Cafe. Um, this is a community cafe, and I had known about it, but I didn't know the, the depth of it. And Brad tells a story of how he was, when he was homeless, and that he didn't have a good place to get nutritious food. And he started being a client at the So All May Eat, the Same Cafe. It's a community cafe. It's a pay-what-you-can model. 
So you can pay $2 or $5 or $12 if you want, or you can go in there and you can, um, can work. So you can go in and work for a half hour and, and then go ahead and have your lunch. So, um, and all at the same time, they do it as a certified green business in Denver. They just also just got the first certifiably green Denver food truck. Um, so, so many things to love about the same cafe and that story. Next up is Scott Clovis with Sustainable Highlands is the neighborhood group and he's also the owner of his own business Roots in Nutrition and his talk is five reasons to grow your own food in the city. Scott's point is that more and more people are moving to the city and we have all these reasons to to care more about our food whether it's not knowing what's happened to it um, the loss of nutrients as it's traveling these, these thousands of miles sometimes, hundreds, thousands of miles, um, as well as questions about food security and cost. And so he brings together his background as somebody that's been in a family of farmers and gardeners forever, um, plus his, um, his training as a holistic um, a nutrition therapist. And in addition, he works with Sustainable Highlands, which is a neighborhood group, and they did this garden progressive. So this is something like a dinner progressive or progressive dinner. So I think you'll like hearing about that as well. Okay, next up, day four is climate action and um, four topics here. The first is Dan Diaz. So I found so many of these folks because I'm a, I got trained as a climate reality leader. And so when I put the call out, I found so many fellow climate reality leaders. This is the training that Al Gore does um, that I would highly recommend. And so I found Dan through that. He is in the Philippines. He started uh, an NGO, a nonprofit there that goes by Seed for Calm, Sustainable Energy and Enterprise Development for Communities. And a really interesting story about how he was out traveling around the world. Um, and when Typhoon Haiyan, which is also called Typhoon Yolanda, when that hit, he came back and started working to provide solar lighting and solar charging stations to these different vulnerable communities in the Philippines. And through that effort, he has been this connector where there will be people at um, professional technical um, colleges around the world that want to do volunteer um, work. They want to get hands-on training with solar. And he has, he partners with them. So he's giving them something and they're also providing services to the Philippines. So uh, to the people of the Philippines. So it's really, really inspiring look at how how collaboration can really make things um, happen. He's done a lot. He also talks a lot about finding people on social media and how to to build such a robust partnership to really make a lot of things happen. Okay, so next is Dr. Ingo Stuckman. And um, this is another fellow climate reality leader. And Ingo has this idea that if you only took one climate action, this is what it should be, is talk about 100% cheap renewables. And 
so his idea is that there's people that um, he was he participated in the the United Nations COP where everyone gets together and tries to figure out what are we going to do about climate change and he said the sticking point was that people were concerned about who was going to bear the costs and so what he and his colleagues started doing was looking at well are there really costs to going to renewables now and um, his background is in doing wind power and and what they found was that now uh, in almost every case it is actually cheaper to go with renewables than it is to go with fossil fuels so if there are no costs whether somebody is a climate denier no matter what their political background is if it's cheaper why wouldn't we do it so to add that idea and it's cheaper already anytime you're talking about climate action uh, next up is Helga Lust. Helga is, her background is public health communication, but she also got trained as a climate communicator um, through the Climate Reality Leadership Program. And she started a video series called the Give a Shift video series. And it's her way to bring people together and have people show what their message is. What is something that you can do for climate action? So it's everything you can do from when you're doing your laundry to, to putting solar on your house and, and more. So um, she is also doing some work on an adaptation plan in Montgomery County. So she, she took this idea and she's been weaving it through everything that she does. Next up, Steve Stevens. I have dubbed him a personal footprint renovator. Um, and his story is Nibbling at Climate Action, A Grandfather's Journey to Net Zero. So Steve moved to Colorado after he retired to be near to his grandkids. And he's a retired scientist. And as he started learning about climate change, he realized that to be a good grandfather, the number one thing he could do was reduce his carbon emissions. And so he started, as he calls it, nibbling at these projects. So instead of playing golf or, or going gambling, he uses his time and energy to do projects on his home. And so he has reduced his footprint to net zero. And I believe it's even positive um, it, where he's generating more, at some points, generating more power than he's using. Um, he also went to an electric vehicle and he's now also starting to grow his own food. So the, his, his personal actions, what he, he's saying is instead of just talking about it, if we all took those steps, then we could all change our footprint to, to zero over time. Okay, day five is youth and school initiatives and four wonderful stories starting with Leela Puryear from Earth Guardians and Stronghold Society. And Leela talks about a lot of the wisdom that has been passed down to her um, from her father through um, the Lakota traditions about our, our relationship with the earth and everyone, every living being on the planet. And um, so with, with Leela's talk, she is talking about the indigenous youth empowerment and leadership training that, they, that she and others have put together. Um, and 
and all kinds of cool things. I think you're really going to love meeting, meeting Leela. And next up is Derek Mugisha Emanuel. And Derek is just an amazing guy. He has this passion for biodiversity conservation. And if you heard the report that came out of the UN recently that said that a million species are at risk of extinction, I mean, he's totally on top of that. And what, what Derek does is he has, he formed a nonprofit called FICA Africa Advocacy Foundation. And his focus is how to engage youth, specifically African youth, as key stakeholders in biodiversity conservation. What Derek found out by listening is that the main thing that, that the kids are interested in is how am I going to make money? And so that is part of their training is that they train about how the biodiversity, this ecological crisis is happening, but also that it's an opportunity for jobs. So he talks about some of the people that have gone through his training that have become one that became a beekeeper, another that became an urban farmer. So growing her own food and selling food and and this is in an area where there are not a lot of opportunities um and where he was talking about that there's a lot of corruption and that youth don't feel like that they have much power which i think is worldwide the case um so teaching them how they can actually take care of themselves by being advocates for the the biological systems on which we depend it's just a really beautiful story so they get jobs in agroforestry and all these um, different areas so i think you'll enjoy listening to that talk with with derek next up is lisa dewill and lisa a fellow climate reality leader she um after the 2016 election, she realized that she needed to do something, that she was not happy with the direction of our country. So she got trained as a climate reality leader, and then she started working, uh, volunteering in her kid's school and came up with this idea of Green Team Superheroes. And it is a school-wide leadership program where she helps the kids and they develop their own presentations and go and give presentations to each individual class. So they're assigned to a class, they do challenges. And what I love about this is it's not just an eco club, but it is something that goes throughout the entire school. So she's got a lot of great techniques. This is something that she helps other schools do. So that's Lisa DeWill with Green Team Superheroes. Next up is Barb Mills, Bria, and Mary Gilkison. And Barb and Mary are retired scientists. Um, one's an engineer, one's a geologist. And now what they do is they jumpstart uh, recycling programs in school lunchrooms. They've done it in five lunchrooms now, and they're looking to expand and kind of coordinate with others in the district as well as other districts. And, you know, a lot of people have tried doing projects in schools and not done them successfully. And so between both Lisa and Barb and Mary, their two sessions, you're going to hear a lot of tips of how things, how you can actually make a difference. 
And um, so that's, so those are the youth and school initiatives. Day six, the work of eco change makers. This we're taking a little bit different approach. Um, The three of the three sessions here, the first is with Deb Matlock of Wild Rhythms. And her talk is how eco leaders can overcome overwhelm with wild rhythms and sacred connections. Deb's idea, uh, coming from a background of environmental education, is that when we are working on these very important topics, it's easy for us to overdo it and to not have enough energy to move forward. And the best way that she recommends to, to recharge is to go to nature and to use nature as our way to recharge ourselves. So it's a, it's a beautiful and logical approach. And, and in the sacred connections part is how do we, how can we form deeper connections with nature? And so this is giving ideas about, you know, talking with trees and listening to trees and talking with animals and listening with animals and things that you might think are a little bit out there, but as she talks about it, she kind of reminds us, well, most people say they actually are already talking to birds and they're talking to their pets. And so that it's, it's not really something that out there. And it is something if you do it with more intention, um, you can feel more of that connection and feel better. Next is Martin Ogle with Entrepreneurial Earth and Martin has been an advocate for a long time of the Gaia principle. And the Gaia principle is the idea that all of Earth is one single organism. And so everything is uh, living, we're all part of this living thing, whether it's the rocks or the trees or anything that we find on the planet, and including ourselves. And so his idea is, okay, if that is the case, how does that um, how does that relate to our work, and how can every single career incorporate that more healthy relationship to our planet? And this ties in really well with what Derek was talking about too, of how when you're choosing your work, you can be creating something that that basically manifests that healthy relationship that that you want. But no matter what you choose as your work. Um, he, he's talking about how can, how can we help people, uh, incorporate that, that relationship. Next up is Lauren McNeil and Laura Charlier with group 14 engineering. And so, you know, many of us know that businesses have to be part of the solution. And so what they're talking about, so Group 14 Engineering is a place that I worked uh, 10 years ago. And what Group 14 does is they help businesses who want to demonstrate environmental responsibility and social responsibility. And so they have used many of these certification programs themselves. So lead and b corp and just and certifiably green denver and they also help other organizations use it so they're the perfect ones i think to to talk about to sort out what are all those different rating systems and how would you use them um, to to challenge yourself to to do better okay 
Next, so our final day was uh, day seven, telling our stories, building a movement. And first up is Ian Thomas Tafoya with the Colorado Latino Forum. Um, So again, this is somebody that I reached out to because I'm really passionate about environmental justice. And I think most of us that understand the ecological problems see how it does affect the people that are in the communities of color, the low-income communities generally get the short end of the stick. And so this is what um, what Ian has been working on is he works with the Colorado Latino Forum and his focus is on growing a Latinx environmental justice movement in Colorado. And Ian, it's neat because he has experience working at the the city level, the state level, and the national level. And um, he he comes from a background, his mom told him, you were born on Earth Day, so you know this is a gift and a responsibility for you to be an advocate for the Earth, for your life. And so he comes from that, that perspective of, of service and has a lot to share with what's going on at the EPA and how he's participating in hearings there on um, mercury and some of the other pollutants, as well as things that are going on on the state and local level. Next up is Joseph Kursky with Esri. And I have heard of these story maps for the longest time. So I was so happy when Joseph suggested including this if you have not looked at story maps and you're doing anything with the environment, I highly recommend that you check this out. The company is Esri, E-S-R-I. And in this session, Joseph not only tells about story maps, but he also demonstrates creating one on the fly. And it's just an incredible way. Now, you know, you can go out, take pictures, and if they're geotagged, when you upload them, they show up on the map. So he gave an example of um, something around trees in, of Australia. So they all show up on the map with these pictures that he took in the place that he took them. And then you can layer different things on the map like um, the, the ecosystem of that area or population density or forest density or watershed, all these different layers of maps that are out there to help you tell the really complex stories of of the the challenges that we see and the solutions that we want. Um, so that's Joseph Kursky with Esri. Next up is Beth Leeds, and the the topic is seven decades of activism. So Beth is a lifelong activist and ocean protector. Um, so in this, we kind of walk through her life and talk about how she made her first change when she was seven years old and just continued on. She, she took on writing the, the bill that later became the National Oceans Protection Act to um, stop um, offshore oil drilling and just tons of other things that she did of how she got tens of thousands of people to participate in different events like a walk to protect um, Laguna Canyon from development. And she has a ton of tips of how to get attention, how to, to make something exciting and get the media and get lots of people 
uh, interested so that she can make this big difference that she has. And so she's continuing on to work even, you know, every single year. Um, so that's Beth Leeds. And next up, the final one is myself. So it's Joan Gregerson with Green Team Academy. And what I did was an instant poetry interactive workshop. So I did this live, but the recording of it is available, um, an edited version. Um, the, the subtitle was, You're a Poet, But Maybe You Forgot It. The reason I did this is because I think at the heart of why we have this environmental crisis is that people are disconnected from from their creativity, from their passion, from their purpose. They're disconnected from their ability to make an impact. Um, they, they're disconnected from their individual power. And, and so that is the idea behind the instant poetry was that just by putting out a prompt and like one of the women on the the uh, workshop said that she had never written a poem. And you'll hear live the couple of poems that she wrote. One was expressing what you want, what you need from the point of an animal. Um, and another was talking about a place that you love using all your senses. And, and so one of the things I'm doing this summer is leading a creativity workshop and that using the book the artist way um and that was one of the reasons that i did that is just because i feel like as we open up we we can see more possibilities we can be more collaborative and creative and take those risks that we need to um, to to be able to make the changes that we want to see in our world all right so that is the tour of the earth week virtual summit and if you're interested in, in getting access to all these, so you just go to earthweeksummit.com and then click on premium. And this is where you can watch on demand. And so what you'll get is, first you'll get the audio download. So you'll be able to download all of the audio you can do um, in zip files, so you get a bunch of them at once, or you can listen to them online in our members area. Um, so you get access to that for as long as you want. Um, next up is the video access for a full year. And so I'll show you actually what that looks like right now if you are um, watching this on YouTube. So this is inside the the members area and so it has you get all the audio you can download that in bulk all at once or you can go to each of the individual sessions so for each session you're going to get the video of my interview you're also going to get a write-up that tells about the speaker about what all the session is about and any other resources so for example in the interview with Michelle Romero, we're talking about the Fuel Change Anthem. So I've popped that video right in there. Plus you get all the contacts so you can find people on LinkedIn or Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, wherever they are, um, as well as their websites. 
The third thing that you get when you go premium is you get a training on how to host a virtual summit. So there are so many benefits to doing a virtual summit. Number one is that you establish yourself as an authority on the topic that you're interested in and you, you curate your, your message. So for me, I wanted to make sure my summit included information about environmental justice. I wanted to show regular people, you know, moms and retirees that were making a big difference. I wanted to show people working at all levels um, of, of government and, you know, making policy changes as well as changes in their community. And I wanted to use experts. I wanted to show community leaders. And so I got to, to put that together to show this is my view of what I think needs to happen. So if you and your organization want to have a bigger voice, then you could also host a virtual summit. And I'm by no means a pro on this, but I can show you what all it took to put it on. And so that's the third thing that you'll get access to is a video and a PDF of how to host a virtual summit. And so with all of that, the, the download, um, the, that value is $300 for the audio. It's a $300 value for all those videos and a $350 value for the virtual summit training. So the total value is $950 and you can get all of it for just $97. And so all you need to do is go to earthweeksummit.com and click on the link for going premium. I'm so happy that I finally had a chance to get back in here and tell you all what I've been working on. And you know, the reason I'm doing this is for you. I want you to be able to be effective, to, to be inspired, to be motivated. And that's what all of that effort, everything that I put into creating that Earth Week virtual summit was for you to be able to take action. And so, you know, if you imagine, if you decide to take action now, let's say you go ahead and you upgrade and you, you do that $97 and then you watch those 24 sessions, man, I learned so much by interviewing all these people. I just, I was blown away by all the great tips and the strategies that I learned. So if you care about the planet and you really want to make a difference, I hope that you will take that extra step and go ahead and spend the $97 and invest in yourself to become a powerful eco leader. And it's not just for you and your community, but when you take those actions, just like everybody on the summit, they're showing that it is possible. And so it has this ripple effect and maybe I can interview you for the next summit. So thanks so much for hanging in there and for everything that you do and for caring and loving the planet. And remember everybody, the time for action is now because there is no planet B. See you soon. Well, that's it for another episode of the Green Team Academy podcast. Remember to check out all the resources to help you make a positive eco-impact in your community at greenteamacademy.com. Thanks so much and see you right back here soon.